0: Please note that this podcast contains information regarding sensitive events, including domestic violence, assault, and abuse, as well as other triggering events, such as murder. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. When Alice jumped down the rabbit hole, she immediately regretted her decision. A rabbit hole is a metaphor for something that transports someone into a troubling, surreal state or situation. Welcome to Afterglow the unveiling of the Idaho cult. This is Season 2, Episode 7, November twenty-sixth. The Welfare Check. This podcast will take you down the deepest of rabbit holes as it unfolds. The story is so compelling, so bizarre, and so heinous, it's impossible to look the other way. Chad Daybell and Lori Ballow were dedicated in the most horrible way to an ideology that should only be fiction. Instead, their ideology put them behind bars. Join us as we explore the lives, lies, and diabolical crimes of Lori Vallow and Chad Bell. I'm your host, Kathy Brooks. Please follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. In this episode, I want to play for you the welfare check recording when the local police in Rexburg showed up at Lori Vallow's house in Rexburg at her townhouse and knocked on the door asking her where J.J. was. And Lori, in perfect Lori form, gives them a song and a dance about her other brother Adam trying to kill her and that J.J. is fine. He's in Arizona with her friend Melanie Gibb at the movie theater watching Frozen. So I'm going to play this in full for you for this episode. Take a real good listen to the lies she tells, and then we'll go on from there.
1: out there, too. In the back, it's blue. Blue Subaru.
0: Just as a reminder, this is November 26, 2019. Lori and Chad have been married for a couple weeks at this point. It's very cold, and these police officers are coming to the door.
2: Lieutenant Ball, of the police department, how are you? You got a minute? you alone or does that help?
3: Uh, my brother's here. Okay. Hello.
2: This is Detective Stubbs. Hello.
3: DJ.
2: So, we're here. Yeah, this
3: is a big mess. I just talked to the guy on the phone.
2: And what did he ask you?
3: Asking? He was just saying that he wanted to do a well check on JJ.
2: So, JJ will be where?
3: He's in Arizona.
2: Right Who's he with in Arizona?
3: He's with one of my friends in Arizona.
2: Oh. Hi. Oh. You got a notepad? No. Let me to get one. Uh, no, no. Come here. It's, you mind if he comes in? No. Come
3: on. So, Sorry. who's the <laughs> friend he's with? My friend Melanie. Her Mommy. son has autism. Her name's Melanie Gibb. I gave him all the information on the phone.
2: Okay, so he can call him? Yeah. Discord. Uh, yeah.
3: What is all this?
2: We're, we're a little what concerned. Why? Because, well, the officers who were here earlier yeah. were checking and they got a bad vibe that like, something was going on here because uh, nobody knew anything about a child. They weren't talking.
3: It's because a lot going of stuff has gone on. If you want to no, know, it's a lot of stuff.
1: So, well, that's why we're concerned because very, it just was kind of weird. It
3: is very weird. I've had to move around a lot. One of my brothers is trying to kill me, not the brother that was here. Obviously, he's kind of my protector. Mm-hmm. My other brother was in with my husband, who was trying to kill me for my two dollars life insurance. Oh, no. no, no. <laughs> so a lot of stuff has gone on in this last year. It's been a horrible year for us. I've had to move around. And so I was going to move back to Arizona, put my son back into the school there, because I tried to put him in school here, public school at Kennedy. Okay. He went for two months. We tried it, but he had such a hard time now, the person who called is my sister-in-law, but she's his natural grandmother. He's adopted by us. Okay, so her son, who's a drug addict, okay. had a baby with a girl who's a drug addict, and they took him from CPS, took him, okay. gave him to the grandmother. She came and got him, and then she wanted us to adopt him, which we did. We loved by him us. And care. We my here. husband and I, who... Died earlier this year. Okay, he passed away. Since he oh, passed away, she's been trying to fight me for him and being really horrible to me. And my the
1: she's
3: kind of the paternal friend.
1: Okay, thank you. you. Sense That's what I <laughs> mean. The paternal grandmother. He
3: has autism and ADHD. He has. He doesn't really talk to people. Like he's he's very special needs. So I had him in a special needs school there. She was trying to. So what happened was. My husband, who we were married for 15 years and had raised all these five kids together, switched his life insurance policy to her, right?
2: To (laughs) To
3: his sister, who got a million dollars when he died, and we got nothing for me to raise JJ, and all the kids got nothing, and everybody got nothing. She got a million dollars. So I knew she was going to try to sue me for him. or Yeah, because she now has this million dollars, so she can hire people to help him and
1: I have nothing but you have legal custody
3: he's my son I adopted him he was two years we had him from the time he was eight months old Mm -hmm. until two years old so she does nothing that wants to cause me trouble so I don't tell people the truth about where we are and what we're doing because of those reasons so I look like a suspect but I am not a good person raised all of my kids I've done everything that I'm supposed to do in life but everyone is causing me trouble right now so we don't want to cause
2: a lot of trouble how long have you been here
3: we only been here since September. Okay. We moved up here in September. My daughter to go to BYUI. The Your
2: mom, daughter goes to BYUI? Yeah. Does she live here? Mm-hmm.
3: So yeah. we just, it's been a nightmare, but I'm going to go back to Arizona so I can put him back in the special needs school. He couldn't do the school here. It was too hard for him. He would scream and cry, take him to school. The principal would have to come out, try to drag him out of the car. Like, mm. this is too hard. But I just don't tell people where I am. I don't tell her where I am ever. And she doesn't have any legal rights to anything. Like, she's been horrible I to me since my husband died. My
2: understanding, she never called me to try to get the child, you know, hey, I'm interested in the child back, you know. But that. Yeah,
3: but she sends me these emails with, like, the dates and, like, like, she's putting up court stuff, you know, like, she's documenting. I haven't heard from him in all this time. And so I've told her that he's fine. She-
1: See, and we hadn't heard any of that as far as.
3: I'm just saying she's doing this as part of that. Yeah. Is my understanding. And our
1: only concern in this whole thing yeah, is, the the, fine. is the child. I got it. And and so that's that's where we're at on the. Uh, and then
3: so we I were just a little
1: weirded her. out when, you know, and and I understand now that we've heard your side of the story.
3: It's awful. I feel like I'm being tracked all the time. I'm like why are police coming to my well, door? What you is you're is you're well, I did I do? They
1: said they were out visiting with two
2: guys, and I assume one's your brother.
3: So it was
2: yeah. Who was the other one? The other guy they were visiting with. There were I'm two.
3: Visiting.
2: Well, we had two detectives over here trying to...
1: Looking for you uh, a little while ago.
3: Oh, because I was at the store.
2: And they ran into... Well, probably one of your brothers. My brother here.
3: and his friend, probably.
2: Oh, who's We've that? Been moving. Chad. Chad from around mm-hmm. What's his last name? <laughs> well, okay. Right. So, uh,
3: it's just a mess that is constantly causing me trouble.
2: Chad Debe- Chad DeBell.
3: He's mm-hmm. an author.
2: Doesn't he live like out in the... Isn't that the Chatty Bell that... I think uh, his wife passed away recently.
1: Is that him? I I don't know. But he is Chad De- yeah. but it sounds familiar as an author. I, I, I think I know one. He's, he got a couple of daughters.
2: No, uh, he has
1: lots of kids. Okay, i better say.
2: All right. Well, maybe anything else? Sorry to you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we don't mean to be a problem. I'm sorry just... that
3: people are constantly knocking on my door, I do, I'm looking for me. and I just
2: don't want to be found. So. Have you had problems? Because I think we only had.
3: Well, the reason I'm living is that the brother that was going to kill me, that we found emails and texts with my ex-husband, my husband at the time, came showing up here. So he found out where I was, and he was knocking on my door.
1: Now, this was your brother? One of my brothers. He showed up here and was knocking on Uh your door. He
3: lives in Kansas.
1: And you said something about you getting threatening emails?
3: Well, No. Just after my husband passed, I found emails and texts between them that they were planning all this stuff
2: to yeah. get rid of me. Do we need to worry about them coming over?
3: Well, that's when I'm moving back. I'm oh. moving, and I'm not going to be in a place. I'm going to live with my friend, Melanie. Don't tell anybody her name, kid, because I don't want anything in my name. I put the apartment in my name, but I've been staying over here with my brother because he protects me. Okay.
2: I just want to me, so. if he shows back up. You know, you can call care of it. Well that's
3: what I'm saying. Like I just like just a nightmare. I mean I canceled the insurance policy since my husband passed. So there's no money if they can <laughs> and what are they gonna do with JJ Tyler? Like what give you the link? Well
2: yeah. if you have a problem show that go feel free to call us and we'll come and run them off or something. Okay. Appreciate All right. It. Okay, we'll get out of here. So Thank
1: you. you, you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank See ya. <laughs> <clears throat> uh-uh, not, not, they want us to ask Lori if she Melanie is the friend.
2: Wasn't Melanie the one living to Christmas with Christmas? Her daughter, or his daughter?
1: No. This was the friend that she's going back down to live with, she said.
2: Right. She's got a daughter named Melanie.
1: Let's just see if she will call and have Melanie get a hold of Hope and just do a verification. because apparently she's not answering the phone down there (laughs)
2: lori Hi, Lori.
1: Sorry to bother you again. We
2: have, we have, uh, we're having get a hold of your friend down yeah, there. No.
3: well, they were going to Frozen 2 today, so they may be at the movies.
1: Could you get a hold of her at some point and say, "Can you please call back the officer that's been trying to call you?"
3: Okay, sure. Cause, yeah, because I think they are at the movies right
1: now. Okay, that—that okay. that, oh, well, he's been trying to call her or the other officer. She's not answering. Okay. But if we are at the movie, that's
3: You're probably at Frozen Two right now. Yeah. Because
1: that's the one thing he wanted to do. I'm Frozen Two. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so yeah. here. So. I
3: don't know if I can handle a whole winter here. Would
1: yeah. So if she'll just return his call, that'd be great. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Yes, sir.
0: What a piece of work, huh? those police officers, remember, they knew everything. They knew everything. They knew that they were connected. They knew who Tammy was. They knew that Charles was shot and murdered. They knew everything that was going on. And they played very innocent, like they don't know anything. Oh, that's Tammy. Didn't Daybell, Daybell, didn't his wife die? Oh, I don't know. They knew. They knew. So now, Just to give you a little bit of the flip side of what went on, in the background during that welfare check, Chad decides to call Melanie Gibb to say, don't answer the phone. The police are going to call you. So we have the clip of Melanie Gibb testifying about that interaction with Chad. We'll start that one off with a little bit of background that Melanie Gibb Gibb, gives What I was told personally from one of Melanie Gibb's friends was that Lori was stressed out about JJ. What am I going to do with JJ? I can't take care of JJ. All this stuff. Melanie Gibb and Lori came up with an idea to tell Kay that Lori had breast cancer and that she needed to take JJ. That was the last that Melanie Gibb knew that Lori was going to tell Kay that she had breast cancer and she was going to give her JJ. And then as you listen, it makes no sense at all, because then Lori, in the next breath, is saying that Kay's trying to kidnap JJ. So none of it makes sense. And where we are today, watching the court hearing, and we'll get there eventually on this podcast, I promise you, Lori is now saying she had nothing to do with any of this. So it's pretty entertaining and ridiculous and Man, I hope they keep that death penalty on the table for this case because if any case ever was a death penalty case, I'm pretty sure this one is murdering spouses, murdering children, burying them in your backyard. We all know how this ends, but we will continue to try to put the story in chronological order here at Afterglow. Unveiling the Idaho cult. So now here's Melanie Gibb testifying.
4: She was expressing that she wanted um, JJ to go live with Kay, and she can she expressed um, different solutions. Um, you could either stay with Kay or. I believe a son of Kay's that had a family already that JJ was comfortable with, or that they liked JJ, and it was a good match. I think they had a little girl, and she said that she would express to Kay that he was um, that she was sick or something was wrong with her, so that she could um, uh, live with him. So, uh, so that who could live with JJ could live with Kay. Okay.
5: And at any time after that weekend, did you ever have a follow-up conversation in regards to that, uh, to that subject? Yes. Uh, do you remember approximately when you had that follow-up conversation?
4: It was shortly after. I can't recall. Okay.
5: Uh, what was the, the nature of that follow-up conversation?
4: I asked how it went, giving JJ to K. She told me that they met up in an airport, and she told Kay that she had breast cancer and that she would need help with JJ for a period of time, and she said it went well. Okay.
5: Uh, So was it your understanding, after that conversation, that JJ Vallow was located with Kay Woodcock? Yes. And had you ever met Kay Woodcock?
4: Briefly. When? Um, The time that Charles Vallow was moving out of his house in Arizona to... Louis, uh, Texas,
5: and who was Charles Bala? Uh
4: Lori's husband. Okay.
5: Miss Gibb, I'm going to call your attention to the date of November 26, 2019. Uh, do you recall uh, where you were? Where you were on November 26,
4: 2019? I do. Where were you? I was in Pleasant Grove, Utah, in David Warwick's home. Okay.
5: Now, do you live in Do you live in Utah?
4: No. Where do you normally live? Gilbert, Arizona.
5: Okay. And so, were you visiting Mr. Warwick that day?
4: Yes. Okay.
5: Um, did anything significant happen uh, that day? in regards to Chad Daybell? Yes. Okay. Uh, What contact, if any, did you have with Mr. Daybell that day?
4: I received a phone call from Chad Daybell from his cell phone to my cell phone and um, I answered the phone call.
5: Okay, do you recall approximately what time it was?
4: Late morning.
5: and you you said you got a call from his cell phone
4: mhm
5: how do you know it was his cell
4: phone because it when the phone number came up it had his name on it okay
5: and was that a contact you had previously stored in your cell phone yes okay. and i was had you previously had any discussions with Mr. Daybell through that same phone number?
4: Yes. Okay.
5: Um, do you recall what that phone number was?
4: Yes, it was 208-690-9374. Okay. Um,
5: and I may have already asked this. I apologize if I did. Approximately what time did you were you called by Mr. Daybell that day? Late, late morning. Okay. What was the nature of that conversation?
4: He said, "Hi, Melanie. This is Chad. Um, the Rexburg police are going to call you. Don't pick up." He okay. said, "Oh."
5: Okay. Uh, where did the conversation go from there? He
4: um, he let me know that the police were over at. Lori Vallow's home in Rexburg and that um, they were inquiring about where JJ was and that she was going to tell the police that JJ was with me.
5: Okay. How did you respond?
4: In shock. And I can't recall if I said anything at that moment. Oh, I did say after the shock, I said, JJ's not at Kay's house. How did
5: Mr. Daybell respond to that? He said no. Okay. Uh, Did you, uh, was there any other content to
4: that conversation? I asked him if he was nervous and he said yes.
5: Okay. Was anything else said?
4: I can't recall. Okay.
5: That same day, November 26, 2019, Did you have any contact with Lori Vallow? Yes. Okay, do you remember approximately where you were when you heard from defendant, from Lori Vallow?
4: Yes, I was in the same place.
5: Uh, Okay, and where was that again?
4: That was in uh, Utah, in David's home.
5: And approximately what time did you hear from defendant Vallow? Lori Gallo.
4: I possibly within an hour or two. I can't exactly recall.
5: Okay. And when you say an hour or two, what what is that in reference
4: to? Her calling me. Lori calling me.
5: Right. Was it an hour or two after after what?
4: After, I'm sorry. J- Chad's phone call.
5: Okay. Um, what was the nature of that conversation?
4: Uh, when I picked up, she said, hi, Melanie. This is, you know, well, she probably didn't say her name, but she said, just want to let you know everything's fine. She was upbeat, cheery, acting like nothing was wrong. Uh, What happened after that? Um, She told me that the police had been there asking for JJ and that she told the police that I had JJ, that I was at a movie called Frozen, that she asked me just to pick up my phone and take a picture, a random picture of kids running around um, and that she would come by and pick him up. And then, no, I'm sorry, that after me driving home from Utah to Arizona, that she would come and get him later that week.
5: I'm, I'm going to stop right there. I want to point you, you back to this conversation or the statement about uh, picking up your phone. What did she ask you to do with that again?
4: Take take a picture of random kids to make it look like it was JJ. Okay.
5: Um and and I kind of lost track. I apologize. You, okay. you said something about driving down to Arizona. What was what was that part of the conversation? Who said what?
4: So she knew that I was going down to Arizona for Thanksgiving, back to my home, and she said that she told the police that she was going to pick him up from my house from Arizona, which I had no previous knowledge to this. This was new information to me. Okay.
5: Um, did Lori say anything else to you? about JJ?
4: Um, I can't recall exactly, but I can recall what she talked about, about Kay.
5: Okay, Okay. what did she say about Kay?
4: She said that um, Kay was trying to kidnap JJ. And I said, how do you know? And she, she said, well, I've received emails you know, being threatened that, that was, um, that he was going to kidnap her. I said, well, what, what does she say? And she said, well, she sent me emails and she said, she quoted Kay saying, it's not like I'm going to kidnap him or anything. And that she was, um, that she was trying to protect JJ and from her and other people, not just Okay, but possibly family members as well.
0: All right, that's enough for this episode. Remember, I am a one woman show. If you could kindly share this podcast out there, get it out there, spread the word. I know that I've put a lot of work and time and effort into this podcast and a lot of research. And I would love for it to get out there a little bit further as this court case is coming coming up very soon. Um, it would be really nice to have more people be able to hear the whole background of the story. And of course, this is my second job. This is my side hustle. And um, if you are in so inclined, I would love for you to help support my channel. There's my PayPal link in the show notes and my Buy Me a Coffee link. And for all of you that have donated, thank you so very very much. You have no idea how helpful that is. No donation is too small. So thank you for listening to Afterglow, unveiling the Idaho cult. You can hear this wherever you get your podcasts. And please consider giving me a five-star rating if you're so inclined. And also, please leave a review. I very much appreciate that. And that'll help all the podcast platforms know to recommend my podcast thanks again stay safe stay well and i'll be back soon and let's not forget the true victims in this justice for tylee and jj tammy and charles keeping the woodcocks the Vallows, the douglas family in our prayers